Hello and welcome to this next episode of Bytes and Bits podcast with me, Tom, and Pesh. Hello, everybody. And this time we're going to specifically drill down into one subject. So we did mention previously um, in another episode that we have enjoyed watching Star Trek and we've got the Star Trek Bridge Crew video game that we've now got a video up on the channel. Check it out. Um, it's built for VR, so it looks a little janky, but it, it is a ton of fun to play. Um, and Pesh sprinkled some things in there um, that you'll be able to see in the video description. So check it out. Um, so I think we can't assume that everyone knows what Star Trek is. It's a huge global sci-fi phenomenon. Most people will know it, even if you get it from other sources, like Futurama mention it a lot. Um, but if we just assume that our younger audience doesn't know what Star Trek is, Pesh, you want to tell me a brief overview of what it is and when things occurred and how they might be able to find it? Yeah, absolutely. So I'm not a diehard Star Trek fan, but I like anything sci-fi. So it's it's in my wheelhouse. I do enjoy watching it. When it's on, I'll quite happily watch it. But it's a general sci-fi program in a utopian world, would it be? Utopian society, yeah. Yeah, where they're out exploring space and everything that comes with that. But in this... The whole world works together as one nation, essentially. So you kind of have to get that premise out the way first, and then everything kind of makes sense after that. Yeah, they simply do things to better themselves rather than earning money. So if they don't have money, how do they get things? So yes, you just request things from a replicator, and it is just made for you, whether it's food, clothes, anything. Okay. And do they still play sports? Yeah. How would you do that on a spaceship? They have a, a hollow deck where you can create any sort of environment that you can imagine, and it's all sort of virtual reality. And you can watch a movie or take part in a movie, or you can play a game of some sort, or you can act out something. So when did it start? When can people see it from? So the original series is back in 1965 to 1969. That's what started everything off. I didn't didn't watch that. I started a bit later. Well, it was, it was before you were born, so... Yeah. I'm not expecting you to have watched it as it was broadcast, but is there anyone that people will recognise from that in today's society? Yes. You've got the captain, Kirk. Yeah. Yeah. William Shatner. Oh, yeah. Spoken word... Uh, rap album dude and do you know any more um i think leonard nimoy played spock yeah sadly no longer with us um nichelle nichols was uhura sadly no longer with us uh george takei was sulu yeah um i do not remember the name of the guy who played Chekhov, and i do not remember the name of the scottish um engineer he was always very angry and um, coined the phrase, uh, was it, she can he do that, Captain? Yeah. Because um, he, in a lovely way, he talked about the ship like, um, you know, a female friend of his who um, he was continually pushing to the limits. Yeah. So I remember all of that from sort of popular culture and references, but never really watched the, the seasons. 
Yeah, I've watched some of it, but obviously it's like somewhat dated, like, you know, his interactions with female of the species and that kind of thing. And it, it's it's just yeah. that weird thing where people just accepted that Captain Kirk would be making out with some alien lady who may carry parasites or viruses that are entirely deadly to humans, but apparently it's all fine. Yeah. Then there's the animated series after that, which sits in the middle of sort of the original series and what follows. That was 1973 to 1974. Yeah, I can say I've seen absolutely zero episodes of that. Yeah, me too. And I know that they did some movies with Kirk and Spock and everyone in. Um, Yeah, six. Wow. Well, I remember one of them where they went back in time to San Francisco and they kidnapped two humpback whales for some reason. Um, And I think that had the Klingons in. Okay. And there's the most famous, like, Khan, um, which they redid more recently in the films um, with Benedict Cumberbatch. Um, but so if, if that was like the original series, and then they had the cartoon, and then they've got all these movies, when's yep. the next TV show? What is it? It is The Next Generation. All right. And that is 1987 when that yeah. started. So I was one, you were maybe two. Yeah. So who was in that? Any any famous people in there? Yeah, you've got uh, Captain Jean-Luc Picard. Okay. Who is... Uh, Do you know? Uh, oh, um, X-Men dude. Patrick Stewart. Yeah, that's the one. Don't forget the sir. Oh, sorry, Sir Patrick Stewart. Indeed. Um... Uh, William Riker was played is number two by that very famous actor whose name you will now give me. Well, I want to look it up. <laughs> the hell? Who played Riker? Jonathan Frakes. Very famous, Jonathan Frakes. If you ever have the chance, Google Jonathan Frakes sitting down on a chair. You will not be disappointed. It's related to the work that he did before he was an actor. Um, but it's hilarious. Um, and obviously we had like Will Wheaton. Um, yeah. Playing a boy. Yeah. There was oh, LeVar Burton playing um, Commander LaForge, who was in charge yeah. of engineering. What about Data? There was Brent Spinner. Yeah, Brent Spinner. Data. Um, uh, I think, oh, does that really good English actor who played oh no he might not be English is he American the guy who played Q are you looking this up now because I don't remember his name John Delancey no is he is he American he is yeah he's American alright okay yeah I don't know why I thought he was British I think because he's a villain I just assume the villains are British (laughs) that seems to be what they do yes okay so how long did Next Generation go for so it was obviously seven seasons I think it was but it went to 94 Okay, okay, so I would have been eight. Yeah. So they had some films as well. Yes. Um, And the one that I talk about a lot and you're sick of hearing about by now is the one where the saucer separates, so the forge is left in the engineering where the engines are at the back of the ship, and the saucer detaches and crashes onto a planet, and then they have to survive from there. And because they used miniatures rather than CGI. It is so beautiful and so 
catastrophic and it just looks exactly like it should look. Um, I remember being very, very happy when I saw that film. I don't think I saw it at the cinema. I wouldn't have been old enough. Yeah, I can't remember which film it was, but yeah, the films came just after all of the TV seasons. Yeah, well, I remember Nemesis being the last one. Yes. So they had their own films after their series. So when does the next series start? Is it like a big jump? Is it... No, no. So there's Deep Space Nine that slightly overlaps with Next Generation. So oh, Next it? Generation finished in 94. Deep Space Nine started in 93 and was going wow. whilst those films from Next Gen were, were going as well. So for me, I watched Next Generation a good chunk because it was on TV, so it was accessible. Kids these days, they do not understand what TV used to be like because it wasn't streaming this and watching that. They just broadcast whatever they wanted to put on and you had to be at the right time in the right place to watch it. You had to be in your living room in front of a TV to watch whatever you wanted. So they'd put Next Generation on, I think, at like 6pm or something. So you'd have had your tea, you'd be ready for bed almost, depending on your age. And then you'd need to be sat on the sofa to watch it. And if you weren't sat on the sofa, you missed it. And that was it. You had no way of finding out what else happened unless you bought the VHS after. VHS is a tape. We'll talk about that in another episode. Um, So I watched a lot of Next Generation and I watched a chunk of Deep Space Nine because it was so much different to Next Generation. They're on a space station next to a wormhole there's people coming and going all the time. They've got some familiar faces. They've also got this little tactical shuttle that can be used in wars, can cloak itself. Um, there was a guy who could shapeshift. I didn't watch any of it. I don't think I've oh, seen well, one I'll, episode. I'll try and sell it to you then. So Benjamin Sisko, um, I'm sure his son was on the station and they were always in conflict. There was the medical officer... Um, guy who I think his name was Julian, maybe the actor, it might have been the character, um, but he was an alien um, who had like two or four hearts. He's not like a Time Lord, but there was something weird about him. There was Drax, who was more like a Time Lord in that they'd lived many lives and sort of outgrew their bodies and then got a new body. Um, so although it was a young woman, she like was 400 years old or something. Um, there was the security officer, Kira, um, who had uh, nose ridges. Um, there was Udu, or Odo, I think it's Odo, that I mentioned, who can shapeshift, so he puts himself in a little urn every night to go to sleep. Um, and there was, of course, Quark, the famous Frenge, with the um, massive ears and the... Uh, Appetite for profit. He was yeah. he was so funny. Yeah. But then, so Deep Space Nine started in ninety three. Yes. How long is that going for? Because I don't remember watching lots and lots of it. A good chunk, but not loads. So I can't imagine it went on for very long. It went until nineteen ninety nine. Nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Wow. Okay. So it overlapped quite a lot with Voyager. Really? When did Voyager start? I had Voyager starting in the early 2000s. No, it started in 95 and finished in 2001. 95? So I I was nine when it started and it finished when I was 15. Yeah. Wow. 
because that's the thing like when i think back i'm like oh yeah i used to watch that with my family and it was broadcast we didn't have like you couldn't watch things online at that point the internet wasn't there um but that makes sense because early 2000s internet was starting to come to mobile phones and um you could start watching media and things but i remember distinctly watching it with my family like my older brother he he really liked star trek um a bit early for internet coming to mobile phones in 2000 no you do you not remember having like your early nokias and things at at secondary school yeah but we we started university in so i was 18 in 2004 yeah and the phone i had uh, one of those little flip phones one of those proper little um take it into prison up your bum kind of phones um that flipped open to answer um i'm sure that was a nokia orange something um yeah. and it had some internet then so exactly. by mid 2000s you would have had internet on phones not properly 2005 you would be barely opening web pages on no on your phone no yeah. come on come on yeah um, if if you think of, oh, you would get a horrible browser and it would try and open a web page and it would just be terrible. Oh, yeah. I mean, obviously, like, dial-up internet was still a thing at that point. But exactly. I don't know, like, my concept of time. I'm, so I'm 36 now, and my ability to accurately say when things happened is non-existent. You said to me, like, when was your daughter born? I can tell you the year. If you say to me... Um, when did you get your first mobile phone? I can tell you what year of school I was in, but I couldn't tell you when that was. Um, if you ask me what year a particular film came out, I wouldn't be even close. Like, honestly, the older yeah. you get, the worse your ability to place time gets. Um, so remember everything that you can. When do you think the first iPhone came out? First iPhone... I'm going to say, so I started uni 2004, and I'm sure it wasn't a thing then. We're on iPhone 13 now, I think. Uh-huh. So I'm going to say 2006. So it was June 2007. See, I see, that wasn't bad. I mean, that's no. mostly because I know there's been 13 of them now, so law of average would say it would be about then. That's when you're going to start to be getting decent internet on phones. I said it was the 2000s. That's still the 2000s. Look, don't make me sound more incompetent than I am. I'm already pretty bad. Right, okay, right. so we're, we're straying away. So yeah, Deep Space Nine was on. Yep. Voyager started in 95 and ran till yep. 2001. Yep. Then you have Enterprise, 2001 to 2005. I didn't watch any of that, really. I caught a couple uh, of clips of it. I quite liked it. You watched that more, though, didn't you? I did, yeah. Um, and it's one that I remember a lot more clearly as well, with it being that bit later. And what I liked about it was they were sort of creating all of the ways of working, all of the technology, the rules that were so ingrained in Voyager and the next generation, you know, mm. how to do a first contact, how to run a ship properly and you know even uniforms and the, the one i remember is is in enterprise the staff would not use the transporters 
they were only used for cargo because mm. it hadn't got to the stage where it was second nature to just use a transporter. Yeah. And at some point, somebody in the C series came up with the idea of saying, well, we can move cargo and things. Can we not use them to move people as well? Mm. And people were like, oh, I don't trust it. I don't, don't like the idea of this. And it was that sort of very early exploration and, you know, making procedures because they got things wrong. So there was one interesting fact that you told me a little while ago now about the Enterprise TV show being a pioneer in some way compared to the shows that had come before it. But there was a slight difference with the opening theme. They actually used a song rather than just a tune that they'd had before, Faith of the Heart. Oh, yeah. Now, I don't know how it goes, but... Oh uh, yeah, that sounds very. Oh, I'm not singing it for you. That's all right. I'll I, I can Spotify it. Is that the last one that they ever did in terms of TV shows? There's a bit of a break there into what you would then, I think, call sort of the modern era of Star Trek. Right. So the next one is Star Trek Discovery. Yeah, I've not watched that. Again, I've seen a couple of clips of it, but it's not something that I was tremendously enthused about. I think just because yeah. I'd gotten to that point in my life where I was old and I like nostalgia and things that remind me of when I didn't have any responsibilities. <laughs> so Discovery started in 2017 and is still going now. Oh, right. And this one was slightly different again in that all the previous series were following the sort of senior crew on mm. the ship. So from the captain's point of view, normally. Yeah. Uh, Discovery is following from a point of view of, I think it's an engineer on the ship. All right. Um, it's a little bit different. It's, it's, they, they have some different things in it. Like, obviously, everybody will be uh, familiar with red alerts and mm. things like that. This one, I think it had a black alert that was for something special when they were powering up a, a special type of warp type drive. Right. That they would go into so it was a yeah it was a little bit different a bit more detached from what would mm. be traditional things it was it was set in a an earlier time period but they had technology that wasn't seen in next generation or voyager or enterprise so all right yeah it didn't always fit in as mm. well for me all right well i know they did uh, one most recently um I think, was it just called Picard? And yes. I think it was like an Amazon one rather than a mainstream one. Yeah. Um, this podcast is available on Amazon Music as well. Um, and obviously they got Sir Patrick Stewart out of retirement, um, essentially, to play that part. And I saw yep. nothing of it, um, but it did look quite interesting. I don't have Amazon Prime, yes. so I've, I've not caught that. I've watched it. Um, it is pretty good, and there's lots of nice... Nods to the other series, lots of returning characters for little cameos here and hmm. there. Sprinkle um, the nostalgia. Yeah, so it's nice to see that. Again, it's a little bit more detached from what Star Trek, most people know Star Trek to be. Hmm. So um, I'm not sure what the technical term for it is, but in all of the other series, is each episode, you can watch it and understand what is happening. And by the end of the episode it's all sort of reset back to default so that yeah, if you miss it, yeah, nothing, 
you're not missing anything. Whereas in Picard, there's a whole story arc throughout the whole season. So yeah. you've got to watch the whole lot. And I think that's that's one of the ways in which media has changed in the internet age is that now they will have an arcing storyline that calls back to previous episodes. So you kind of have to watch them in order because more people stream now. So you do start at the beginning and you can go back and watch an episode at any time. Whereas when the broadcast on TV, they have to be their own isolated um, episodes because you can't just magically go back and watch something from three episodes ago, unless you've got the VHS or the DVD or whatever. Yeah. Um, so of all the ones that we've talked about, which is your favorite, which franchise of Star Trek is your favorite? Probably Enterprise, then Next Generation, then Voyager. Oh, we're ranking them. Okay. Yeah. However, we have missed one that I do really like. Have we? Which one? Yeah. Star Trek Lower Decks. Oh, come on. That That's not an official one, is it? I thought that was... Uh, yeah. And... Unofficial Amazon knockoff. No, no, it's an official one poking fun at themselves, which is why it's so much fun. Is it Amazon? Is it it Netflix? It's Netflix, isn't it? No, it's Amazon. Is it? I've seen some of it, though. And I've never had Amazon Prime once. I don't know how you've seen it, then. I'm sure it was on Netflix, Lower Decks. I'm sure it's on Amazon. Okay, well, well, the the listener will find out um, one way or another if they bothered. But so, what what is the take? Is it like the original cartoon then that they did? I don't know because I didn't watch the original cartoon. But this is animated, and again, you're following the lower crew who are obviously in the lower decks of the ship, and it's about their day to day running. But obviously, the further down in the hierarchy of the ship you are the less you're going to be following the rules, the less you're going to understand why you're doing something. So it's all about sort of poking fun at those sorts of things as well and the crew not being as good as they possibly should be or what you would expect when seeing the series through the higher officers. So it can be quite funny. So is that your favourite then? I wouldn't say it's my favourite, but I do quite enjoy it. Okay, so go on then, give me your top three, including that one. I included that one then. Oh, well, I'd say that Enterprise is my favourite then, and then okay. it is a close second, third, and fourth between the the Voyager, Next Gen, and Lower Decks. All right, so we're giving out four medals, are we? Okay, okay. <laughs> um, for me, what about yours? Well, I would say Voyager one because it's the one that I watched the most. Yeah. Um, then Next Generation. Then Deep Space Nine, and then if we're excluding movies, probably the original. Because I've I've not seen many of the more recent series or the animations, whatever. Um, but I do like the new films um, more than the classic ones. But obviously, the classic ones are just of their time. Like the effects budgets aren't what they are now. Yeah. Um, but I thought the more recent films did a, a decent job. Yeah. So. Okay, right. Who's your favourite captain? Just throw that at you. It's got to be Picard. Yeah. Does it have to? Is it just because he's a sir? No, it's just because he was he was the best captain. Is it because he coined the engage phrase? Yeah, that's pretty good. And make it so. 
Okay. Did you ever see that episode where they're all drugged and they're all hitting on each other? Probably, but I don't. It's quite famous because obviously yeah. they're all just lounging about, propositioning each other, and um, Picard does a pretty good job of that. Picard does a pretty good job of anything, though. Well, you know, he sometimes is a bit standoffish, a bit pious. For me, I want to say, I want to say Cisco. All right, because I really like Janeway, but yeah, she in. A, a different way to Picard can be pious as well and quite ruthless at times. Um, yeah. Whether or not that's just a product of the fact that she's in, you know, deep, deep space with no support around them. But I find her to be a little black and white, all or nothing kind of thing. Um, whereas Cisco had to be more diplomatic because he's running a space station. And yeah, they did some covert ops and things like that, but he was kind of like a problem solver, which is kind of more what I imagine a sort of person in space to be. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Speaking of conflict, best villain, who's your favourite? Oh, it's got to be between Borg and Q. Okay. Would you class Q as a villain? Or is he just misguided, omnipresent? I'd class him as a villain. Okay. Does he ever actually hurt any of the crew? Or does he just inconvenience them? That was, that's what makes him such a good villain, though, is he never directly does anything. He just sets people up to do okay. things. So he's like Ice King in um, Adventure Time. He, he's never actually intentionally awful. He just sometimes gets in the way. He just sows the seeds and, you know, watches the chaos. Well, I'll tell you, um, the one that I like the most, I can't remember their name. I want to say the Cardassian. No, Cardassian's a name. The Romulan? No, not the Romulans. You know the ones where they they are like a warlike race. They wear like a metal mesh outfit. And then they've got like pale skin, jet black slicked back hair. They've got like a big semicircle on the top of the heads. And then they've got like big neck ridges that come down on them. It's not the Cardassian. Oh, no, because Kim Kardashian, isn't it? They're not a villain. I mean, they could be a villain if you like put them in the right light. But what are they called? Well, there is the Cardassians. And I think that's what you, you mean. Cardassians. Yeah, it begins with C, not a K. What do they and look it- like? Pale, like right, almost silver. Yeah. Do they have neck ridges that go from sort of the um, collarbones up? With um, yeah, I mean, everybody in Star Trek has got various ridges. Yeah, but these have got like a semicircle on the forehead. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, it's the Cardassians then. Yeah. Am I saying that right? Because it sounds like I'm saying Cardassians, and I don't want to ever say that. I think it's the Cardassians, yeah. Okay. So do you think we will meet any of the Cardassians in Star Trek Bridge Crew? Which, by the way, we've got one episode up already. We're going to be doing another one where we're doing the random voyage mission. So we'll be able to play using the original Star Trek um, Enterprise. So the interior will look more like that. Um, It should be a bit more fun. Um, do Do you think we're going to meet any classic villains playing that? think we should definitely 
Okay. Is there a particular villain that you're hoping we encounter and can take out? I want to have a good go against the Borg. They've got to show up at some point. The Borg would be cool. But I also, I worry whether or not it'll be that thing of like, oh, they've modulated our shields. Oh, they're on the bridge. Oh, they they are immune to our phases. And just that yeah. terrifying moment of like, well, nothing we can do. Yeah, the first time we encounter them, we won't survive. It'll be good fun, but oh, we right. won't survive. I'm glad of your optimism. I mean, we do have escape hatches. Like, we might still get away. Like, the ship might not survive, but we should. There's no reason the captain and the um, first officer won't survive. Aren't they the first in the life rafts? Well, yeah, he's got his own private shuttle, hasn't he? Yeah, oh, we'll be fine then. So... In the next bridge crew, we'll be doing one of the dynamic missions. That means that rather than following a scripted path, you just go out into space and random events will happen and you're going to manage them and um, succeed. And essentially the mission is endless, but obviously at some point we will lose or we'll get bored or it'll just be cut up into a number of episodes. Um, So you're hoping for the Borg... I'm hoping for yeah. the Klingons because their birds of prey are beautiful. Um, okay. So I'm I'm hoping that we get to take them on. Um, so how long do you think it's going to be until we get to film the next Star Trek Bridge crew? We should be able to do it fairly soon, I think. Yeah. So can yeah. listeners expect to see that on our YouTube channel, say, within the next week? Oh, yeah, I think so. Depends how quick you are at editing. <laughs> well, I've known quicker. So have I. Yeah. Well, you know, we'll get there. Well, we genuinely, we have got 329 subscribers as of this podcast, which sounds like a small number overall, but genuinely more than we thought we'd ever get. And we're grateful to everyone that watches um, what we put up, enjoys our content in whatever form it is. And just thank you for being a subscriber and for taking part. Um, As I say, we're hoping to like expand a little bit we've got a schedule now that we are uploading to so that you can know uh, which day of the week the things that you enjoy most are going to be up if you've got any suggestions any feedback anything like that you can either comment on the podcast or um on the channel itself on any of our videos we read every comment we try to respond where we can to everything that we get um and yeah so th- there's going to be a bit more star trek going forward on the channel so we'll have to replay Star Trek uh, Bridge Commander and Elite Force 2? Maybe. I'm I'm very much against playing older games. Like I've got the yeah. 2003 CSI Las Vegas to play. Um yeah. but other than that, I don't I don't like old games. Like technology is moving forward. We need to be embracing the graphics and everything. One thing that yeah. we are going to be playing soon is Satisfactory, because that is an amazing game. And I think his name's I'm Kibitz. Um he honestly is astounding with everything that he does. Check out his channel. He is is awesome. Um, yeah, but we're not going to be building things to his level. No, 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 no. Well, we, we can start small. We'll get there. It will just take longer. Um, so yeah. I think we'll leave it here because um, that's about just over half an hour. Um, so if you enjoyed this, comment, like it, subscribe. Find us on YouTube and Tom Lewis Gaming. Um, and I hope you enjoy our content. Thank you very much and see you later.